All right. Hey, look, we got fancy dancy mics. We're not going to talk for too long, though. That's what I always say. Yeah. hopes that we won't talk for too long. He's always wrong. We talk for too long. Isn't that right, Koi? Anyway, I was really charmed by this a lot. I think uh, it goes without saying that the visual style, I mean, is obviously very, it's kind of felt like a splice of, what was that Haley Steinfeld movie? Edge of 17. True Grit. Uh, (laughs) Edge of 17. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. A little bit of both, but I also did like how committed they were to the cultural influence. What is their exact background? Pakistani? She's Pakistani, Pakistani. but she's the first Muslim superhero like to to headline up a comic ever. Or or like one of the big two. Like, I'm not Pakistan. Some people think I'm from, some people think I'm Pakistani or, or Indian or Mexican or I'm all kinds of anything but Irish. <laughs> anything but Irish is what I get. Growing up Filipino in California, you're, you're surrounded by a lot of like cultural clashes of wanting to express yourselves and, you know, and, and go do your own thing, have your own freedom. But then you could feel like kind of the oppressive, very disciplined. You have to live by the parents' uh rules because you know it's a lot of, I'm, I'm like a, a lot of us out here are like first generation you know with the kamala khan situation so i really identified with that aspect there are other qualities i'm sure that you could probably identify with and koi is just the biggest fan of us all it's, great <laughs> it's a great one of my favorite new characters of course the superhero fantasy side of being obsessed i'm sure you can identify with so i think Thanks. there's there's quality because before this before watching this sometimes you're like it's only just for kids it's just for little kids and i don't know i thought this was actually really charming i didn't find it hilarious and I wasn't like swept up in wonder yet. I was very, very charmed throughout. And there's a lot I really appreciate. I think it's so composed. Every shot seemed like it was so purposeful. Like it seemed like there was a real shot list to the way this was executed. That it did have me curious. Like, what, what was the prep like beforehand? Because they must have had to storyboard this out like crazy. Whereas the other ones, I'm sure you have a shot list, but maybe not as storyboarded. But this felt like it had to be just with the amount of integration they had. But uh, and the, and the other main thing too is uh, this Iman Vellani actress. Holy shit. She's going to be able to keep up with everybody. She was fantastic. She is so good. She's so, it feels like I'm, I'm watching like a real kid. Uh, one of those real nerdy kids <laughs> out here, you know? You know Marvel can pull off visuals. They can pull off aesthetic. They can pull off a fun tone and whatever. But to capture the essence of this character was the most impressed I was was with her performance. I, I couldn't, every, everyone's good. Everyone's so natural. But her especially was seems so real i kept getting that's the thing that i was getting swept up in the most was how real she's she seemed now it's time to see like the real dramatic half scenes can she cry on camera that's the mark of a good actor it's all it really <laughs> takes crying Koi, i know you're gonna like hog no, the mic so no. why don't you just hold on for a second john get in there what did you identify with what did you think point out something different that I didn't point out. Go for it, John. I really loved this uh, first taste of the show, partly because it felt like I... uh, Some of the shows feel more like you're watching an episode of something or like a show, and this felt like I just watched a piece of a movie. It was really, really gracefully composed, and they have a lot of setup to do, and you're in a familiar world, but I thought that they really, really did a nice job of establishing a tangible and a cultural tone that feels very alive. Like Iman Vellani anchors everything with just that incredibly natural charisma. But even beyond that, just the way in which they realize New Jersey and the convention and just the time and place of everything 
felt like a great convergence of some indie movie with the Marvel Cinematic Universe flavors. And I love, love, loved the way they composed everything from the visuals to the music, but but really just that, you know, that look and that aura. Like it's got great color and it's got really beautiful, striking, again, composed shots that really feel, like you said, intentional. I feel like especially now we're at a point where people are sort of expecting Marvel to upgrade and be more expressive with their visual palette and their emotional palette. And I think that this speaks to that, whereas certain other things have maybe, you know, struggled. I felt like this was really colorful and really beautiful. And it uses that Scott Pilgrim style animated, you know, uh, heightened world to great effect without making me sit here and go, you're Scott Pilgrim, <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I, I really love it. And hey, you know, yeah, white guy, blah, 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 whatever. But I totally related to Kamala Khan and, and just the situation she's in, even though it's not my exact experience, I really, really felt for her experience, and I did feel for, you know, the, the aspects of that that are universal while also appreciating the aspects that are very specific to the Pakistani culture and, and everything else that comes with that, and I just can't wait to see the whole thing expand. <laughs> All right, Coy, now, now uh, what we're missing here, though, is this isn't big enough, you know? How does this tie into the multiverse in Avengers Secret Wars? Talk only about that, Koi. <laughs> Kang and Galactus Towers. and Doctor Doom. How yeah. are they all foreshadowed? Well, this goat card time to Guardians 3. <laughs> How beautiful... do so many people know all the Guardians that well on Earth to have that much merch about them? The beautiful thing about comic books is that you can have a contained story that feels big and a big story that feels small. And Screw that, Koi. You're thing, not talking about the things I want to hear. bigger, Koi. Bigger is Kamala bigger. is that she's cosmic but arguably one of the most contained to herself characters in the MCU. Well, now she's in the Marvel Universe. The reason I love Spider-Man is because you always feel like he's a guy that's just trying to get by. Spider-Man is always late for work. He's always trying to make sure he can undo a messed up date with MJ. He's always trying to make sure that he does the right thing when he feels like he's the wrong guy. And he always uses comedy as a defense mechanism. Spider-Man was invented in the 60s. Spider-Man has been around for a very long time. It has gotten to the point where it's very hard to retell some of his stories. And there are long periods of time where Spider-Man comics are not great because he's been around for so long. What I loved is that when we got Kamala Khan in 20, I think she was in an issue or two of Captain Marvel in 2013. Her title started in 2014. So we've had her for eight years. What I, I love, I don't know. Google it. I don't, I think you're way off, but I'm clearly the I'm 70s. Not, I'm not going to embarrass you so, on camera. So what I love is that when we got this character, it reminded me of what it was first like to discover Peter Parker Spider-Man. It's it's someone who is in high school dealing with day-to-day -day problems in extraordinary ways. It's someone like everyone has a high school experience. So we can identify with that experience even as, you know, older dudes, but we also can learn from this character. And I love the weird, awkward moments of high school conversation, juxtaposing the moments of pure cosmic power. I love that as a dude, especially a white dude from Boston, I have very little exposure to Pakistani tradition or to Pakistani food or Muslim culture. And I think that you can make any comic book educational in a fun way to either treat you about relationships, morality, your worldview, or specifically cultures. And what I got out of Miss Marvel, and the reason I think this show was doing such a good job 
job is it makes you go, hey, I get seven tenths of these things. I would like to learn more about the three tenths. I don't without it feeling like you're an other. You're not othering a thing. You're not an outsider. You go, oh, this all makes sense. Please teach me this. And I think as Americans, that's something we other very quickly. And I think it's really problematic how much we like to go, hey, what if we do this thing that feels normal all the time and don't let things progress or learn? And this character, it kind of makes you learn. And I really love that the show is giving us a lot of things that feel familiar while planting seeds to have us grow with the character. And that's what I got out of the comic book. So I love that she has a small town like Spider-Man that also has a big town like Jersey City. I love that she has the Circle Q like Peter has the Daily Bugle. I love that her family feels like Peter's MJ, Harry, Gwen. I love that her family has the moral compass of an Uncle Ben and Aunt May, but she has this net of, of comfort while also having the struggle of being a teenager while also being someone that doesn't look like everyone else that's just like everyone else and that I think is going to be so important for kids nationwide and internationally to feel seen for the first time while also informing dumb white dudes that like you know people are people so I, I think the show is doing all the things I loved about the comics and it's doing it in a stylized way that makes it unique and I, I love that what I'm really where's hoping Thanos? yeah like why, where's Thanos <laughs> uh, <laughs> when are we going to get off of Earth at least go not, is not Rambo going to show up in this also G Willow Wilson is the writer who brought her her solo title like so yeah. she'd been introduced but the first solo book which they used a cover of in there uh, I, I love the Mr. Wilson nod there and I really love that they planted some of that art from that first run and again Terry Dotson one of my favorite artists is the background piece in her room that made me happy I what I'm waiting for is I'm really happy for you Coy Thank and I'm you. sure every most Marvel everyone listening right too. now is like I'm still listening congratulations <laughs> Coy it's for yeah, me you won clearly this show is for me uh, <laughs> that's right what, what I am hoping for that and I think the show will eventually go down on that route is this episode captured and I imagine the rest of the series will be you know Kamala Khan's perspective and so with capturing her at this specific point in her journey you know she's feeling that a bit of like feeling oppressed and a lot of it is cultural clashes I feel like they're planting seeds where it feels like a true celebration of Pakistani culture as well because I could see that there could be a, a different argument to be made with some of the semi-generic setup because I don't call I don't feel like the execution feels generic I think there's a lot of great nuance to it that's what I'm saying but, the 70 30 I think that I guess I will feel at the end of the show. I think you have to start 90-10 yeah, no. and then you grow it. You know what I mean? Start at the part where she feels like the oppressed side and can't be herself and is having a clash with her culture and family and, and you know, all, all that jazz. And then by the time you get there, because like I, I liked the, I, I don't know how it is in the comics and I'm curious to hear what you think because I know they changed the power mm -hmm. set here. To have the band be part of her family legacy that gives her the powers like everything she wanted is coming through something that she that is generational and i think that in and of itself is honoring a part even though it's sci-fi and shit it's honoring a part of uh the pakistani culture i imagine it'll eventually lead down that road so i'm excited to see how it goes there where it embraces it all you know and i'm imagining that it'll go down a path for her parents I don't know if her parents will find out her true identity. I don't know the path that's headed down. Now I know the feeling. I feel when I'm like, like her I mom haven't... has has some knowledge there. Yeah, no, she they alluded to that that she's like, don't touch those bands, you know. And as much as we love her so far, like Abu is nailing it. Like he's so the character in the comics. Like we love the brother as you know, limited screen time. It does a lot, but I I I will say my only negative is too early to really quantify. I love that she's an inhuman, and I love that some of the body dysmorphia that comes with being a teenager is kind of representing the powers. You mean the, the Terrigen Mists is not The Terrigen Mists, I assume, are not here. 
But when you talk about the generational influence I would have had, like, you know, the inhuman element be part of like maybe her ancestry. And maybe she is an inhuman that this this activates the 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 gene instead of the terrigen mist. I don't think they're touching the inhumans. I don't think they're gonna mess with it. I thought maybe after Doctor Strange, spoilers for Doctor Strange, you've seen it two months ago, and Black Bolt. I thought like maybe they were gonna slowly reintroduce the inhumans by way of like, you know, that little taste, that that touch of that. It would be unlikely now that we've seen how the power manifests, and it does kind of remind me more of like, you know, some of the more cosmic characters that are quantum bands, there are certain bands from the 70s that not music bands, bands, uh, that tie into you power. You guys sets. chart in the 60s? You guys chart in the 60s? <laughs> Clearly a rip. But like the, so I'm curious if those things are generational, if those things are cultural, or if there's gonna be anything that makes her unique on top of the band that like the band has to coincide with blankety blank. Because I do think it's really important that the Terrigen Miss activates something in her, and then again the body dysmorphia, like her being an insecure teenager and then her having like crazy like physical like almost Cronenbergian scary attributes you don't get that as much with a shiny object you don't get that as much with like ooh sparkle cosmic so I think there needs to be some of that somehow but it hasn't bothered me enough that it's a, an overall negative I know people are going to be uproarious but for me it is my negative but I'm not closing my mind to it I'm optimistic that the reason they did it is to be seen and the cost of trying to make stretchy hands look good is prohibitive. That's why John Krasinski had 45 minutes of screen time. Clearly off camera for a lot of it. <laughs> John, I'm curious as someone yes. who's not said devotee of comics, uh -huh. how do you feel about the power set here without having this pre-existing like love and meaning, but now just introduced fresh thoughts my thoughts i have a Basically thought this review is second to none <laughs> guiding <laughs> yeah i mean much like koi <laughs> i'm curious about the power set and, and it's it's an idea like it's it's a shift in idea and so now i'm sitting here going okay it's up to them to make something interesting out of that i think they can i you know i, I mean i wasn't expecting her just to have a full-on like power blast at the you know in a very public setting in this episode so if anything moved maybe a, a tad quick because of the change to me it felt like that i mean i'm finishing up agents of shield so that's like prime I, this is my moment to sit here and go canonize that you coward so that you can use Terrigen because that's such a huge part of that show. I can imagine that maybe especially if we do get more cross cosmic universal multiversal shenanigans factoring in here that maybe that will tie into why her power is the way it is but my hope is that it's got something to do with the origin of that bangle and that maybe there is uh, something akin to like the ancestral plane or something like that that maybe could explain it or something that again ties back into culture because one other thing that struck me about this is I was reminded of Shang-Chi in the early moments where you know they're at home and you're seeing home life and you're just seeing that side of the culture and then you know obviously the MacGuffin is also tied into that in some way but in Shang-Chi obviously you leave home and you don't really come back and you're mostly doing like cosmic crazy stuff so I feel like here you've got an opportunity to maintain the home life across it but also tie that into the origin of the bangle whatever her mom might know and maybe make something meaningful and character driven for that so while I am bummed to lose that metaphor of like yeah this is a physical change happening to my body that also factors into just how I feel about myself I could see them making it something meaningful, and I hope that's what they do, rather than just being like, "It's a cool cosmic MacGuffin." <laughs> the end. Can I have one? Can I have one last thought? Is that okay? You are on the thinnest device. I, let me this, um. Let me test. Shall I run it by you? You know, first? you know what, Coil. Yeah, yeah. You can 
You can have it. Okay, thank you for permission. I appreciate it. One thing I'm interested in is in the comic, she's one of the champions, which is a modern reinterpretation of a more street-level team, and it's really politically charged right now in the comic books. The Champions comic is uh, more about global warming and, and people's rights and refugees. It's a lot more topical than maybe the Avengers, because currently the Avengers are living in a celestial's head and they're fighting vampires, so it's not exactly like linear. So what I think the Champions do is they allow us as readers to have a team that feels like it's fighting for what we might experience in real life while the Avengers do their cosmic stuff. But what's interesting is Kamala is always going to feel street level. She represents Jersey City. She represents all those things. What's interesting in the comics now is they've already had the Civil War thing happen like a decade ago in the comics. We had the Civil War happen about a decade ago in the movies now. What happens legally in the comic books is when the Civil War, which is called the Sokovia Accords in the uh, movies, when that doesn't pass, when the Sokovia Accords fail in the comic books, years later, those same lawyers and the same like bad guys try to pass it by way of having people under 18 not have uh, the rights to be superheroes. Basically, they make it like child labor laws, effectively. And they call it Kamala's Law because Kamala gets really, really injured and she's in a coma, so she doesn't have the ability to fight for herself. So people are using her name against her very friends. People are using her name to persecute people she cares about. The fact that the cop that was trying to get Spider-Man to mess up is now in this, and the fact that we're getting a lawyer show right after this, and the fact that Daredevil is supposedly in everything for a while, I do think that we're going to see some interesting follow-ups to Civil War and legal ramifications in this show that set up certain things in the future like the Young Avengers, which I think is going to be this universe's champions parallel. Maybe. Read comics. I don't think any of that was necessary. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I even here? You, you took the words right out of my mouth, Coy. <laughs> Greg's going to cut uh, it. Say, say for, save for another sound. <laughs> my, my God, Coy. This is love with the you do your homework, Coy? Yeah. I want this, want this trending. I want this video You're trending. You're the kid who shows up in class and you're like, aren't we supposed to turn in the assignment? I, I'm really proud of the assignment. I you said we were going to have a quiz this week. It's Friday. Where's the quiz? Where's the quiz? I thought we have a quiz. It's because he's trying to get me to fight Eric Voss every premiere. If I have one genuine criticism about this show is I... I, uh, where, where's the mob? We're in Jersey? No. Hawkeye took him out. Where's DJ Polly D? Tracksuit bros got uh, taken out. I hope there's actual consequences for when she does crazy shit. I mean, they, they did set up the thing with the cops. Still felt like a quirky setup. I think it's going to be a rip. I think that's going to be consequences. Yeah, I think I mean, that's going to be the undercurrent. It needs to feel truly consequential because even the stakes in the moment was just like, Oh my God! All these people in danger, but no one really feels like they're in Popular danger. Girl got smacked up. Like she rolled Mjolnir was, through to her face. Still, just like yeah, it's fine. No, but I'm saying like that was yeah. that might have killed her. I could I could foresee that becoming a thing where it's like, man, this footage is circulating. Ah, oh, she she attacked the thing, but I feel like Popular Girl is gonna come back and be like, no, she saved my life, and then that'll yeah that'll be a thing. Yeah, it's not a heavy criticism. It's just more of a curiosity. I'd like to be a commentary in the police state and like the overwatch of cameras and how we have Big Brother that we implement ourselves through social media. That's what I want to see. And Miss Marvel. <laughs> Whimsical, fun, teen street level fantasy. I'd like to talk about the fact that ring lights account for more surveillance than George Orwell ever predicted. I want to we're living in an age of pure paranoia. Story about you know cell phone addiction and pornography addiction in Miss Marvel. I I don't. That's what I. Yeah, think. let's, let's just do like, shame. How are, in the Marvel? How are, yeah, Michael Fassbender comes back as Magneto. Our teenagers are in high school, probably watching just graphic imagery on their phones, being consumed and being falsely diagnosed with ADHD. That's what I want to see in Miss Marvel, guys. 
Yes, I'm take on to. the pharmaceutical <laughs> industrial <laughs> complex. Yeah, over-prescribing things. That's right, man. <laughs> We're going to go there. They don't want us. That's why they, they stamp down supplements and vitamins. They don't want us to prevent disease. Yeah. They just want to keep us and on the hook. And then when they arrest Kamala Khan, we tell, deal with political policing issues of the industrial complex that is churning out profits in the prison system. Yeah, see, there's a lot you can do with I think this Marvel. Two. And I feel like... They are only scratching the surface right now, guys. <laughs> just getting started, Greg. We're just getting started. Hey, kids. <laughs> There's a lot to learn. See, we could have ended this, and now, 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 ago. look what the look what's happening. <laughs> Thanks for words. watching, guys. Leave yeah. a like and Leave comment. A like and <laughs> Camera's currently out of commission. We got to get this damn video up. But I wanted to shout out Michael B today. Michael B should have a reaction up as well for this Miss Marvel thing. And this guy's been doing such a good job lately, he deserves to be proper shouted out because he's so good at what he does. So if you thought two white guys reacting to Miss Marvel wasn't enough, get a third whitey in there before you hop to Blind Wave to get four white more people yeah, in there. All the crackers. Go to Omni Media first, Michael B. Michael Bay Bay is what we like to call him around Baby here. Baby Best. And he's become a really great friend of mine as well. Um, I'm really happy to know you, bud. Sometimes you text me too much. And then I get all upset when you stop texting me. And I'm like, what the hell? I just like to be wanted. So, dude, we got to keep this toxic relationship going. It's what's making us thrive. And before you get all in your head, no, I don't actually think you text me too much. But sometimes you text a little too much. Again, I'm only joking. You don't text me that much. That is a sarcastic comment. But seriously, you gotta get your shit together. Do you not have any other friends? Text I'm me. kidding. I'm not kidding. But I am.